Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's going on, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo. Happy Hanukkah, second night of Hanukkah tonight. And there's a lot of news out there. We're going to jump right in. Now, part of what's going on today is we got this Omicron or Omicron. I don't know how to say it. Biden said Omni. The media is saying Omni. Who knows what it is? But we've got that. And we've also got the media policing thought yet again. Now, this becomes scary because... Do we really want the media policing our thoughts? I don't think so, but that's exactly what we've got, and we've got it with our buddy Brian Stelter. Good old Brian Stelter from CNN. He um, had a lot to say about memes, right? Because now memes are no longer safe. So I want you to hear good old Brian Stelter from Reliable Sources on CNN. Check this out. Is increasingly a country with many alternative facts. Disproving viral tweets is different than debunking a TV ad. Combating meme makers is different than rebutting newspaper columnists. And the memes are pretty powerful sometimes. My suburban grocery stores never had empty shelves like that. But the messaging here saying that Biden is to blame for anything bad about the economy, it is clearly sticking to some degree. Even though economists believe GDP is going to surge this quarter, even though the American recovery is historically strong after the pandemic, the meta story is that we are in choppy waters. As Jonathan Chait wrote in this New York Magazine cover story, nobody can ascertain exactly why the public has turned so sour so fast. He said Biden is like a patient wasting away from un, some unrecognizable, sorry, undiagnosable disease. Hmm. Maybe a year from now, this current discourse will seem like yet another temporary media-created crisis. But it's worth asking, how is the Biden era registering as a meta story? Clearly, Biden, it's purposeful that he's not as vocal or public or in your face or as twittery as Donald Trump. That's obviously the White House's strategy. But does that register as missing in action? That he doesn't appear to be fighting? That Biden is letting everyone else tell his story? And if so, will he like the ending of the story? I don't think he's going to like the end of it, Brian Stelter. But the bigger question who cares, right? Who cares how you're trying to run cover for good old Joe El Baboso Biden? I don't think anybody cares. Nobody cares what Brian Stelter has to say. I think a lot of people care what he has to say. But nobody cares what he has to say about this in particular, saying that uh, it's somehow uh, more difficult to combat the memes, to do this. This is literally an attack on free speech. This is like George Orwell's 1984 thought police. You know, I'm looking at a... Uh, a quote from 1984, and it says, the thought police would get him just the same. He'd committed, or would have committed, 
even if he had never set pen to paper, the essential crime that contained all others in itself. Thought crime. That's what they called it. Thought crime was not a thing that could be concealed forever. You might dodge successfully for a while, even for years, but sooner or later, they were going to be getting to you. Here's another gem from George Orwell's 1984. Not merely the validity of experience, but the very existence of external reality was tacitly denied by their philosophy. The heresy of heresies was common sense. Excellent book. I recommend you read it if you haven't. But that's where we are right now. They want to get at the memes. They want to get it. Now, while Brian Stelter was talking, he was showing pictures of Biden's rallies during the summertime and during the fall last year when he was running for president, where he would have sometimes six attendees at a rally. And Trump was doing rallies where he had 40 and 50,000 people standing up in the freezing cold. And people would compare them and they'd say, no, no, but, you know, he's the one that's going to win and blah, blah, blah. These people are more responsible. They're afraid of the coronavirus, et cetera, et cetera. So the guy with the six people in the crowd is going to be the winner. And this time the meme was Biden with his six people in the crowd and then the bare shelves from the uh, what they like to call the supply chain crisis also created by Biden. Both from his forced inflation on gas and energy to not pushing around his friends at the Teamsters Union and the Longshoremen to do what has to be done to get to whatever contract agreement they have to get to, not to mention the people in California creating a trucking shortage because there's not enough of these chassis that can carry these shipping containers and they're limiting the ones that are already available even more than they are currently limited. All Biden creations, minus the last one, which is like a Gavin Newsom creation. But Biden's buying into it and saying, you know, what, we're going to emulate that same legislation at the federal level. This is out of control. And then Brian Stelter comes out and I get it. He's got a job and he's doing his job. But how much are we really going to believe that Joe Biden's not to blame? How much of this is America really going to accept as truth? I think very little. I think that's why the media has got its lowest scores it's ever, ever had. Their marks are terrible. People just don't believe what the media has to say. They know that they're lying. People aren't stupid. They know, look, whether you liked Orange Man bad or not, it was cheaper to fill up your gas tank. It was easier to go on an extra vacation. It was easier to save money in the bank, do a couple of those extra things you've always wanted to do because things were better. And ultimately, that's what people want, better. Or great again, if you want to put it that way. Anyway. Like I said, it is the second night of Hanukkah, so happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish brethren that are out there. Mazel tov to you. And uh, straight ahead, I want to talk about what's going on with this Omicron, the, uh, the risk of worldwide infection. Is it bad? Is it good? Is it minimal? Is it not? There's a lot we're going to talk about. There's also the, um, the World Health Organization skipping over the, the Greek letters nu and xi, I think in an homage to President Xi, President Xi from China. I think that uh, they were afraid of him. A lot of people are saying that, you know, because he's the communist ruler from China, nobody can make fun of him. Nobody can mess with him. So that's there. But before I do that, I want to talk about something that's important. It's our health. We were all taught that we had to finish our food so we could go play outside when we were little kids. My mom used to tell me with a guilt trip about little kids in Ethiopia that didn't have enough to eat, so I had to eat every last grain of rice on my, on my plate. 
And I thought to myself, man, no wonder I always clean my plate. No wonder I was 270 pounds about four or five years ago. Now I've lost 50 pounds since then, but it was no easy journey. These are learned behaviors and they impact our eating habits and they impact the way our overall health develops as adults. That's why I recommend using an app called Noom. That's N-O-O-M slash This Is America. N-O-O-M dot com slash This Is America. Noom dot com slash This Is America. If you want to check it out, go to that website. Now, this is uh, specifically for listeners of this program. You'll get a trial. So if you want to get that, go to Noom. That's Nancy Oscar Oscar Mary dot com slash This Is America. And you'll get a trial that's customized. Because this stuff is backed by science. The psychologists that developed it realized that stress and our own bad habits impact how we eat and that impacts our overall sense of well-being. This is an app. So it's time for you to take control of your own health. You can use it anytime and anywhere. It only takes about 10 minutes a day and you get your own coach to help you through the process. Don't wait anymore. If you don't take care of your health now, when are you going to do it? Go to Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash This Is America. N-O-O-M dot com slash this is america you'd be crazy not to claim your trial right now then you've got host of nbc's meet the press chuck todd he dropped a bomb on biden so we're going to play that and a bunch of other audio that we've got so don't move a muscle keep it locked right there i am rich valdez this is america this is america Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Right now, Amazon is offering some amazing extra perks that come with a job offer. If you start a warehouse job, you can get a $1,000 sign-on bonus. That means you start earning a paycheck right away, plus you get extra cash to use before the holidays. Applying is so easy, you don't even need an interview. It's never been so rewarding to start an hourly job that's close to home. So what are you waiting for? To join the team today, visit Amazon.com slash sign-on bonus. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. This is America. Yeah, look, flickering lights, eight nights full of donuts, potato lockers and lachimes for the grown-ups. The Hanukkah has to shine when it glows up. Running inside, it's already getting colder. A man of miracles, I witness with my visuals. He's still in the business. Be careful who you listen to when they try to get at you. Like if it's real, I give it proof. Well, it's you and every other Jew who believe in the infinite. I don't have to give a hint, but we do on Hanukkah. Every time the candles lit, darkness dismissed like every single enemy. All right, America, Nobody welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S. That's the Hanukkah song 2.0, the remixed version of Alex, uh, Alex, Adam Sandler's song. And that's by Nassim Black and Kosha Dills. That's K-O-S-H-A-D-I-L-L-Z, Kosha Dills. Uh, great combo. I saw them do an interview this morning, and I really enjoyed the song. So happy Hanukkah again. Now we're talking about Omicron and everything that's happening with the uh, coronavirus and the new variant, right? The new strain, the new variant. I, I think this stuff is pretty, um, pretty predictable. I mean, obviously, these things mutate, even though... My buddies at JustFacts.com say that there's, you know, 
Well, you should go check it out. Just go to justfacts.com slash rich so you can get all the information and check out their question of the day on how much mutation there is in the flu, influenza, versus the coronavirus. And I think what we found was, yep, you got it. The flu mutates a whole lot more than coronavirus. So we should be okay with the um, current vaccines that we have, but... That doesn't mean that the alarm is not being sounded after the South African variant has been uh, exposed. And now that's called for a lot of a lot of action. Right. There's a lot of things going on because, of course, everybody's had an opinion from Joe Biden to Kamala Harris to Dr. Fauci to even Chuck Todd. Right. I mentioned Chuck Todd earlier on Meet the Press. Good old Chuck Todd. He's had uh, his moments. You know, I'm not going to say he's fair and balanced, but I will say. When he's told by his peeps that he's got to go after Joe Biden, he does a good job going after Joe Biden. Check this out. Well, a good Sunday morning. Hope you're enjoying the rest of your Thanksgiving Day weekend. Well, it appears the country and the world may be suffering from its own version of long COVID. Each pause in cases seems to be followed by a spike. And now there's Omicron. This is the name of a troubling new coronavirus variant that the WHO is calling a variant of concern. The first one they've labeled that since the Delta variant. We know how that turned out. This was first identified in Southern Africa. But as we've learned, when a variant shows up anywhere, it winds up everywhere. The reaction so far has been swift, despite real uncertainty over how serious this variant actually is. There's been jitters on Wall Street over the news, and it caused the Dow to drop more than 900 points on Friday, the single worst day of the year. All this comes amid a sharp rise in cases in the U.S. and across Europe, and this is pre-Omicron. Here at home, the seven-day average of cases has grown since the end of the summer wave, with the recent spike especially sharp in the Northeast and Midwest as more people go inside due to the cold weather. Ultimately, this is also a political problem. President Biden ran on taming the pandemic, and he prematurely declared independence from the virus back in July. At the same time, we could see a backlash against all those Republican politicians who have been fighting mandates and playing down the need for vaccines. Keep playing it down. Keep playing it down. Yeah, Biden ran on this. He said, I'm going to tame the pandemic. And he failed. Matter of fact, in the last year that Trump was in office, right? So 2020 versus 2021, Biden's leading the way with more people dead. And he's had a full vaccine, multiple vaccines. He could even give it to you multiple times, right? They have the boosters. Trump didn't have any of that. He had to wait till the very, very end. I think he had a month to go to give out vaccines. So in effect, Trump had no vaccine. Biden has had a vaccine. And yet more people died on Biden's watch than have died on Trump's watch. Now, I guess that's a very crass way of looking at things. But I do that to create perspective because Chuck Todd brings up a point. Biden was supposed to be the guy that said, you know, this is it. This is the end. And I'm not going to play the audio, but I'm sure you've seen this uh, ad from the Republican National Committee where they're talking about uh, how Vice President Harris, how uh, I keep forgetting his name, Joe El Baboso Biden. I myself just did a Biden how they are all on record saying, you know, we're not going to do it. We don't trust it. Uh, not the least of which was good old Essential Andy Cuomo from the Essential Andy Cuomo podcast. That's right. Former Governor Andrew Cuomo. He was on there saying, look, if it's if it's from Trump, we'll have to get our own independent people to check it out because we don't believe it. That's what we're going to do. And that's what they did. And well, then he got ousted and whatever. Now the new lady, she's freaking out even more. She's shutting down New York City despite the virus even being found in the United States. Now, I'm not saying that that is wrong in any way, but interesting to say the least. 
Now, the New York Post is reporting that the new Omicron variant poses a very high risk of infection, and they're getting their reporting from the World Health Organization. And they're saying, look, there could be severe consequences globally. Now, this is, again, the World Health Organization, and they're warning today, Monday. The COVID-19 strain was first detected in Southern Africa. It's highly divergent with a high number of mutations, some of which are concerning and might be associated with the immune escape potential and higher transmissibility than any other. And this is according to the UN. I don't know how much I trust them. The overall global risk related to the new variant is assessed as very high. It said adding that Omicron has an unprecedented number of spike mutations, some of which are concerning for their potential impact on the trajectory of the pandemic overall. Now, it goes on to say that so far, no deaths linked to the variant have been reported, and the South African doctor who first sounded the alarm on the Omicron variant of the coronavirus said that its symptoms are unusual but mild in healthy patients. So there you go. And I think that's a big part of this is that it's under control. This is not you're going to drop dead. And this is, again, from the South African doctor who first uh, discovered this and put it out there saying that the Omicron variant of the coronavirus is unusual but mild. She is worried that the strain could cause complications in the elderly and unvaccinated, which has been their their uh, their mantra overall. Her name is Dr. Angelique Coetzee, C-O-E-T-Z-E-E. She's been a practicing doctor for 30 years, and she's chair of the South African Medical Association. She said she believed that she had found a new strain of the virus after COVID-19 patients at her private practice in Pretoria exhibited strange symptoms. Their symptoms were so different and so mild from those uh, that she treated before. And she told this to the UK Telegraph. She called South Africa's Vaccine Advisory Committee on November 18th after a family of four all tested positive for the virus with symptoms that included extreme fatigue. So far, she's had two dozen patients who tested positive and showed symptoms of the new variant, mostly young men. About half of the patients were unvaccinated. That means the other half were vaccinated. (laughs) I laugh because it's clear that the vaccine is not impacting transmissibility. And in many cases, it's almost clear that it might be easier to get it if you've had the vaccine than if you haven't had the vaccine because natural immunity seems to be a more formidable foe to these variants. She went on saying that um, none of them lost their sense of smell or taste. Now, she also said that it presents mild disease symptoms, being sore muscles, tiredness for a couple of days, and not feeling well overall. So far, we've detected that those infected do not suffer the loss of taste or smell. They might have a slight cough. There are no prominent symptoms of those infected. Some are currently being treated at home. That's the end of that quote. So that's her, Dr. Angelique Coetzee. Uh, the chair of the South African Medical Association who discovered this virus and sounded the alarm. So if she doesn't um, worry that much if you're vaccinated, although half of her patients are vaccinated, then what's the big deal with uh, Governor Hochul in New York shutting down New York City? You know, what's the big deal with uh, President Biden saying, you know, what, we're going to shut down the United States. We're going to have a travel ban. Now, I remember when... Trump wanted to have a a travel ban and they called him all sorts of names, not the least of which was a xenophobe, right? And who here remembers that? Raise your hand if you remember that. Anyway, I got the tape right here. This is from 
I believe, January of 2020 or shortly before that. I'll double check the date. But listen to good old Joe El Baboso Biden saying that Trump's travel ban is xenophobic. Coronavirus emanated from China. A national emergency, you know, worldwide alerts. The American people need to have a president who they can trust what he says about it, that he is going to act rationally about it. In moments like this, this is where the credibility of a president is most needed, as he explains what we should and should not do. This is no time for Donald Trump's record of hysteria, xenophobia, hysterical xenophobia, to uh, and fear mongering. Oh boy! So no time for fear mongering, no time for xenophobia, because again, they were saying, "Oh, if you're going to shut down these countries, then you know, obviously, this is a a huge deal." And this is, uh, you know, you being a xenophobe because you're you're shutting down people from China, calling it the China virus. And you just can't do that. Biden, of course, can say, well, it emanates from China. And, well, that sounds more like Trump, right? I got to work on my Biden. It's more of a gurgle in the back of your throat. Point is, isn't it funny when the shoe's on the other foot and they just go right ahead. They say what they want because they realize few people are going to call them out, if any. Right. And then you get the cavalcade of responses. Right. You get Pasaki back then, January 25th, 2021, who says, oh, well, you know what? Um, when I said that and when Biden said that, you know, Trump was a xenophobe. Well, we actually what we meant was something else. Listen to this. And just one more about the announcement you made off the top about the travel restrictions. Mm-hmm. When President Trump was imposing travel restrictions in March, specifically on China, then candidate Biden called it xenophobic and fear mongering. So. Now, President Biden is putting travel restrictions on people coming in from other countries. What word do we use to describe that? Well, I don't think that's quite a fair articulation. Uh, the president has been clear that he felt the Muslim ban was xenophobic. He overturned the Muslim ban. Uh, he also, though, has uh, supported, um, and he himself, even before, or we did, I should say, even before he was inaugurated, steps, uh, travel restrictions in order to keep the American people safe, uh, to ensure that uh, we are getting the pandemic under control. That's been part of his policy. But he was critical of the former president for having a policy that was not more comprehensive than travel restrictions. And he conveyed at the time and more recently the importance of having a multifaceted approach, mask wearing, vaccine distribution, funding in order to uh, get 100 million shots in the arms of Americans in the first 100 days. Not- now, hold on a second. So it's, it's okay to have a travel ban if you give a vaccination and make people wear masks and give out money. If you're doing all of that, then it's not xenophobic. It doesn't mean that you're telling people from Africa you can't come here. There's no more xenophobia. It's only if Trump is doing it. If you're doing it and you're giving them a shot and a mask and a couple of bucks, then it's just fine. Did I get that right? Not just travel restrictions. Ah. Go ahead in the back. Yes. Yeah, no, maybe you should go ahead in the back. Beat it. Jen Pacircle back Pasaki. Unbelievable. But she's not the last one weighing in, of course, Good old Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, how bad she is. She also weighed in and she said, you know what? We're doing what we got to do. We doing what we got to do. Listen to this. And here you go. You see this little device right here? Well, I'm going to show you something right now. Now, some people are rightfully concerned they might have to go a long period of time without having electricity. That's why Four Patriots is blowing up with... 
COVID variant, and have you been briefed? I have been briefed, and um, as the president has said, we're going to take every precaution, and so that's why we've taken the measures we have. But again, I can't stress enough. One, if, if you have not had the booster shot, get the booster shot. Cannot stress enough the importance of getting vaccinated for those who have not been vaccinated. I will say what I say every time because it remains true. They are safe. The vaccines are safe. They are free, and they will save your life. Any additional travel restrictions? Um, well, I just want to say, do you guys remember at the debate when she debated Mike Pence and they were like, well, what do you think about the Trump administration's vaccine? And, you know, should people and she said, if it's coming from Donald Trump, we shouldn't trust it. Right. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what she said. And if I can find the audio, I'll play it. But if not, Google it. Trust me. She said it. And now she's saying they're safe. They're available. They're free. And then she'll probably laugh at the end. <laughs> take it one step at a time but as of now we've done what we believe is necessary perfect thank you all so much no thank you no thank you i'm i'm hard pass on all the cheering unbelievable the media is cheering for the vice president saying we gonna do what we gotta do anyway she's not the last one we've also got that's right Paging Dr. Fauci, paging Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci himself. He joins George Stephanopoulos on ABC this week, uh, yesterday, Sunday. Today's Monday. This is typically the Sunday edition of This Is America. But lately, Mondays have been just way chock full of news, better than the Sunday show. So we may be switching it up. Let me know if you got an uh, objection to that, uh, because uh, I think it's it's better to give you the uh, the scoop on Monday. Uh, but if it's happening on Sunday, we'll bring it to you then as well. But anyway, I want you to hear George Stephanopoulos and Dr. Anthony Fauci as he pontificates on whether you and me should be locked down or not. I'd like to be seeing more lockdowns again, new lockdowns, more mandates. You know, I don't know, George. It's really too early to say. We just really need to, as I've said so often, prepare for the worst. You are the worst, sir. Excuse me. You're not only are you the worst, but we should never have another lockdown again. Unless we're getting bombed with nuclear bombs. We saw what it did. It put us in a hole. It ruined people. Young people committing suicide at a way higher rate. How much is enough for you, you freaking monster? Go ahead. And it may not be that we're going to have to go the route that people are saying. This, we don't know a lot about this virus, so we want to prepare as best as we can But it may turn out that this preparation, although important, may not necessarily push us to the next level. People talking about lockdowns, people talking about that. Let's see what the information that we're getting in real time tells us. And we'll make decisions based on the science and the evidence the way we always do. But you want to be prepared to do anything and everything. And that's the reason why we're paying such close attention to this and why we're all over it. That's why he's all over it. And good old Joe El Baboso Biden, he was on TV just a short while ago saying that, you know what, with the uh, Omicron, he kept calling it Omicron, which is why I was confused at the beginning of the show. I was like, is it? I thought it was Omicron or Omicron, but not Omnicron. But anyway, he was on there with the Fouch, and they were both talking about how there will not be a need for any more lockdowns if, in fact, they can get everyone to get the vaccine and get a mask on and that's it that was the, the big answer there's this thing that's coming in from uh south africa omicron omicron and uh get the shot get the shot get the shot come on man then he whispers a little bit it's free and again into this whole thing 
And it's like, man, stop, bro. Just stop. Nobody likes you. Nobody likes your babosadas. Nobody likes your totalitarian ways while you're whispering, sniffing people's hair. People are absolutely tired of this crap. Enough is enough. We want America back, and we want Biden out. Anyway, don't move a muscle. More to come straight ahead. We're going to talk about the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's ex-girlfriend, and what's going on with her, plus good old Jesse Smollett, also known by Dave Chappelle as Jussier Smollier. He's in court. Uh, These trials are all starting today. That's uh, Ghislaine Ghislaine Maxwell. She's Epstein's ex-girl, who is the one that groomed the girls as young as 14 years old for sex crimes, and good old Jussie Smollett. And what's interesting is uh, Maureen Comey, that's right, the daughter of James Comey, she's one of the lead prosecutors in the Maxwell trial. So we'll see what's going on, who's testifying, who's saying what, what's going on, who, what, where, when, why, and how, all of that stuff. As soon as we get back, don't move a muscle. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. In times like these, it's so important that we focus on the facts. I always tell you to focus on the facts. I think you hear that everywhere you go, and that's because facts are irrefutable. It's the bottom line. It's the real deal. And in times like this of uncertainty, we need to rely on the facts. I get my facts from JustFacts.com. That's F-A-C-T-S, JustFacts.com. Go to JustFacts.com and sign up for their newsletter. JustFacts.com forward slash rich. Just put my name in there and you'll get it for free. JustFacts.com slash rich. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S. And we're talking about what's going on in court today. What is happening with Ghislaine Maxwell? What is the story with uh, Jussier, Smollier, and everybody else that's involved with the uh, different court trials that are going on today. Of course, um, the, the Maxwell trial has been gagged right, by the media. They said, no, 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 we will not have any media in the courtroom. And that's a damn shame. But Ghislaine Maxwell is the ex-girlfriend of Jeffrey Epstein. She's being charged as being the partner in crime. Some are saying she's being overcharged because she um, is the only living person and... Epstein killed himself, and people need to do right on this, and you know, make uh, make a show trial out of it. Uh, others are saying that no, no, she was just as guilty doing what she did. In fact, perhaps even more guilty because she was really the person on the ground. But Ghislaine Maxwell acted as powerful Jeffrey Epstein's 
pedophile partner in crime. This is according to the New York Post and was an essential part of his scheme to prey on underage girls. Prosecutor charged on Monday, the first day of the accused madam's hotly anticipated trial in Manhattan, you see. All right, so let's go. The feds began laying out their case against the fallen 59-year-old British socialite, charging that she coaxed and manipulated children to satisfy Epstein's sick sexual desires and secure her own possession of wealth and power. The defendant and Epstein lured their victims with the promise of a brighter future, only to sexually exploit them and forever change their lives. And that's according to Assistant U.S. Attorney Lara Pomerantz in her appeal to the jurors. Maxwell, who's been locked up since her July 2020 arrest, stands accused of helping Epstein to recruit, groom, and ultimately abuse girls as young as 14 years old, according to the indictment against her. For a decade, the defendant played an essential role in the scheme, Pomerantz continued. She knew exactly what she was doing. She was dangerous. She was setting young girls up to be molested by a predator. That's what we expect the evidence will show. She was in on it from the start. They're going hard. They're not pulling punches. And they got these cartoon drawings here, like these uh, pastel drawings. It goes on to say the six counts Maxwell faces, including sex trafficking of minors, stem from the allegations of four women who say they were abused by Epstein and Maxwell back in 1994 and 2004 when they were teenagers. Here's a quote. What she didn't know then was that this man and woman were predators, Pomeranz said, referring to one of the young accusers. This meeting was the beginning of that man and that woman targeting Jane for sexual abuse that would last for years. Prosecutors allege that Maxwell, the youngest child of late uh, publishing tycoon Robert Maxwell, groomed the teens knowing that they would be preyed on by her ex-boyfriend and best buddy, Jeffrey Epstein. And he even took part in the abuse. Pomerantz detailed how Maxwell and Epstein allegedly devised a ruse to lure teen girls to quote-unquote massage rooms in several of his homes. What was happening inside those massage rooms was not a massage. It was sexual abuse, the prosecutor said. And they go on and on and on. And the prosecutor says, you know, look, I know it's hard to hear. But this is what happened to these children. Now, set to testify are four alleged victims, as well as former employees of Mr. Epstein, who killed himself in 2019 while awaiting trial on federal sex trafficking charges. U.S. Marshals escorted Ghislaine Maxwell, who wore a cream sweater and black pants. What is this? Page six? Unbelievable. The start of the new trial drew media, blah, 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 blah. You can read it on your own. Um, bottom line is, will the media be able to expose what's said in the courtroom? What is going to be said in the courtroom? What are we going to get? Are we going to hear the names of prominent, powerful officials that say, oh, yeah, no, this guy, we got this guy, you know, Prince, whatever his name is in England and this one and that one. Are we going to hear the names of prominent politicians? Will it matter when they drop the names of these people? If they drop the names of these people. Personally, I think, A, I don't think we're going to hear much. And B, I don't think anybody's going to care. It'll blow up the Twitter sphere for a couple of hours. A few people that are hooked on outrage are going to stay hooked on outrage. And it'll disappear in a little bit of time. And we'll go back to focusing on what really matters to people, which is how much money's in their pocket. And sadly, I think that's the bottom line. And that's why, again, same thing with Juicy A. Smolier. I think people like to hate him a, a little bit as well. 
And and I'm not saying that these people shouldn't be punished. I hope they lock them up, throw away the key, throw the book at them, all of the above. But as these trials are getting started, I mean, it's clear Maxwell's going to get uh, a lot of um, jail time. I think they're going to throw the book at her. They're going to make an example. And we'll see what happens. Will she be able to say, no, no, but I've got this name and that name. I don't know if it's going to be credible. These are child molesters we're talking about. Do people really care about that? I don't know. But moving it over to Chicago, where Jesse Smollett, who said that he was attacked by two big MAGA guys and put into a noose, turned out that he hired two Nigerian guys, paid them actors, two brothers, weightlifter guys, to uh, stage this attack on himself. And again, people do that stuff in Hollywood. I get it. But what you don't do is lie to the cops. And that he did. And what you don't do is call in favors to your auntie and this one and that one and so-and-so's, you know, play cousin. And the next thing you know, you've got D.A. Kim Fox, one of those um, Soros D.A. types that, you know, believes in decriminalizing crime, saying, oh, you know what, we're going to drop all the charges against him. No bueno. Judge had to get involved, and now we're having a real trial. Even the police chief got involved. I mean, we, we covered that extensively on this show. If you want to Google it on my page, richvaldez.com. Or, you know, if you heard it, great, share it with your friends. But at the time that it happened, the police chief in Chicago was like, no, this is not how we do things. And uh, good for him because he stood up for what was right. Now, after almost three years of roller coaster controversy, the trial of former Empire actor Jesse Smollett began Monday morning with the questioning of potential jurors about their exposure to the news about the case. As of about 2.30 p.m., six people, four men and two women, have been selected for the jury. Judge James Lynn questioned 16 more people and attorneys were huddling in a sidebar to figure out what's going on, discussing which one of the recent group they're going to keep, which one of the recent jurors. Those selected for the panel include a woman who says she's watched Empire before and likes to drag race in her spare time, a man who emigrated from Iraq 12 years ago and works for a credit union, and a woman from West Suburban Bartlett, who's a counselor at a behavioral hospital. Another juror, a man from Lincoln Park, who appears to be in his 30s, works in the healthcare and information field, and also selected was a man originally from Canada who manages a store, and a man who appears to be in his 60s and works in sales. That's what we know about the jury. Why we need to know about the jury? Don't know, don't care. What we really need to focus on is the crisis, right? The political baggage that happened here with Cook County State Attorney Kim Fox. The appointment of a special prosecutor, Dan Webb, who had to handle this case. Jurors are going to be tasked with determining what happens and how that goes and whether he's guilty or not. And hopefully the facts will lead him there. And it's up to the prosecution to, you know, obviously nix out those jurors that they think are not going to do the the job effectively. But this is continuing to unfold. So we're going to bring you more on that as we get it. But the big issue here is. We've got to get back to basics. We've got to get back to doing what's right for rights sake, for looking at things for what they are, a battle between good and evil. Forget about the political spectrum. It's, it, we have to realize as long as we live with the blinders on where we say, you know what, you can't talk about politics. You can't talk about religion. These are the things that guide us in life. Our politics are, for many people, informed by our religion. For those of us that have a Christian worldview or a a Bible-based worldview, or for others that have a Marxist worldview or that worship at the altar of leftism, that's their religion. Climate change, xenophobia, 
critical race theory, you name it, that's their thing. And when we have these situations like this, we, we need to talk about these things. We can't live with the blinders on. We say, oh, I can't talk about politics, can't talk about religion. You have to talk about those things. Otherwise, you get people like Jesse Smollett faking things. Even worse, you get people like Elaine Maxwell grooming young girls to become sex slaves sold by Jeffrey Epstein to other billionaires, including members of the royal family, allegedly. That is a problem. And if that's not a problem between good and evil, I don't know what is. Anyway, we're going to keep you up to speed on all of this stuff. Make sure you get at me on the social media, at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all the social media. And I always say, you got to stand for something. Because if you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to do nothing. Hasta la próxima. Until the next time, America. I am Rich Valdez. And this is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.